Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Don Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Good Wednesday, everyone. It is Dom time. Uh, happy birthday to Dan. More about that later. It ties into the side question today. So you got to be there for that. Always uh, for that chance at Captain Chucky's. I want to start, though, to debunk the idea and to link it to something. We have a montage of these people last night in Oakland trying to uh, convince the Oakland City Council. Oh, man, for talk radio's sake, I'd love to be in Oakland. That is a happening place for a talk radio host. <laughs> Can you imagine? Versus it's... San Francisco, the conversations you'd have? Well, with Helen Gim be, uh, in the uh, moderate wing in Oakland, I don't think I don't think she's in a moderate wing anywhere. But uh, this montage gets at the point that they really do back Hamas, and we have people in this country that are disrupting tree lighting ceremonies, trying to disrupt the funeral of Rosalind Carter yesterday with their nonsense because they have it in their head because they've grown up in this country with this that they can get away with it. They're going to disrupt or try to disrupt the tree lighting ceremony in New York. And New York cops look like they're ready. Philadelphia, though, we'll see what they do because I'm sure they'll try to do the same thing here. A tree lighting ceremony? Yeah, tree lighting ceremonies. Uh, creating misery. Here's the, here's the broader thing, though. It's not just about Hamas. It's about they don't believe in America. They loathe America, these people you're going to hear. I mean, we have to be protected from these animals, not just Israel, but we're not worthy of protection based upon their ideology. We're colonizers. We're the ultimate colonizers. This this on the left, this self-loathing and trying to have us do the same thing and trying to do it in schools, it's the premier thing. Once you do that, you have everything else going on for you. So here's a little bit of last night's um, city council testimony. And you can try to say these are outliers, but the city council then did not vote to condemn Hamas. Are they, is everybody, and out, no, 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 this is a route you're seeing it all over the country. Now, I'm not saying it's even the majority of people that are liberal. Missing the point, not caring, you're going to hear some stuff that is unimaginable. If people on the right did this, it would be played all over the place. Also, coming up. Thrilled yesterday with the response. Thank you, Paul, calling in and saying just great get, call yesterday. Get, just get it really co- was. Just get coupons because CBS has a story today. Count those blueberries, Dom. Yeah, Roe uh, thought that was a little over the top, but I did count the blueberries, and I'm out of them because <laughs> I had to use a banana. One, then I look at two, the cost of bananas. 
bringing the It's count. hard for me to buy two blueberry things in a week. You know what I mean? I uh, just look at, uh, now I'm only buying one that used to last a week. Yeah. Anyhow, CBS, not conservative talk radio, has the figures state by state. How much more is the average family having to pay to keep their standard of living? And Dan, here's the point that I'm making. I'm not sure if others are saying this as explicitly or in a fighting mode in talk radio. Americans have a right to a standard of living that we've had in progress toward and always to be progressive. The only time when you're a whiner, that's what we're hearing, if we're at war and you have to make sacrifices, say World War II, right? And you got to tighten your belt and make sacrifices in order to win against an existential threat. What war are we at here now? Well, Ukraine, we're funding that. In other words, why should we have to defend our lifestyle choices. That's what they're saying now. Well, maybe your lifestyle choices are too excessive. Maybe you're living outside your means after they've caused this. If you missed yesterday's show, shame on you. Great piece of research. <laughs> I may, uh, yeah. Yes, you missed the shame on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm using Never the, miss a show. I'm using the Biden approach. I may, I will well, credit Dan for now, but I'll steal it, say within 30 seconds later, that we found yesterday that a Big Mac fries and a Sprite, maybe a small, who knows, is $12.52 at the McDonald's over in Grace Ferry. Boy, I'd love to debate any of these people defending, any Democrat we could get out defending this stuff. And you tell me that that is not outrageous. It is. It's completely outrageous because I remember just four years ago sitting in an Applebee's and getting a two for 20 and the total bill being like $24. Mm -hmm. It was like $28, including tip, you right. know? Uh, yeah. And you're talking now, if me and Maisie went and both got large Big Mac meals, we're talking $25? Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> so, so, so for fast food, I'm paying the right. same as what I was paying for Applebee's a couple years ago? No. I'll give you the figure in a moment that CBS now has from a big study that they're touting out there today. Not CBS saying it. You're not getting away with this. Clown is not going to get away with this. Every tactic they're using, every spin is not going to work. All right, here are the base of the Democrat Party progressives. Just want to make a point real quick. Yes. When I was watching this, and so I kind of theater yeah. the mind here on the radio, yeah. everyone's voice that you hear, they look exactly as they sound. It's fascinating. It was a murderous row of malcontents, but I contend when we had it here in Philadelphia, Dan, they disrupted city council when city council was trying to pass the support of Israel bill. They threw themselves on the floor. They were screaming, you knock that woman down. They do it all. They just are out of control because they've gotten away with it. I don't like to stereotype ever in life, but I think there is a common stereotype for each voice that you hear in this clip today. It's uh, <laughs> it just fits perfectly. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's let's hear. This is uh, the 1927 Yankees murders row. Speaking out in Oakland, and Oakland uh, did not condemn Hamas as racist. They didn't condemn their actions. They didn't condemn the savagery. So these people won. Here we go. I've been beheadings of babies and rapings. Israel murdered their own people on October 7th. Calling Hamas a terrorist organization is ridiculous, racist, and plays into genocidal propaganda that is flooding our media and that we should be doing everything possible to combat. I support the right Poor of Palestinians to resist occupation, including through Hamas, the armed wing of the unified Palestinian resistance. As an Arab, asking with this context to condemn Hamas is very anti-Arab racist. The notion that this was a massacre of Jews is a fabricated narrative. Many 
of those killed on October seventh, you, your time is up. Including children were killed by the IDF. Oh, there we go. An amendment condemning Hamas is bald propaganda meant to... Thank you. Your time is up. To hear them complain about Hamas violence is like listening to a wife beater complain oh, when his wife on, finally man. stands up and fights back. Oh, Question. man, I got the most Did cheers. I... He's the one that made me say exactly what I said beforehand. It's yeah. just like uh, the, the standard white liberal guy with the glasses. Oh, That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's Let a wife beater. Uh, as he is. Yeah. Let's go to the white beater yeah. page here. Anyone else notice that those who oppose this resolution are old white supremacists? There's been a lot of atrocity propaganda ranging from claims of beheaded babies to macerate. Hamas is not a terrorist organization just because the U.S. and Israel um, deems it so. Hamas is a resistance organization that is fighting for the liberation of Palestinian people and their land. All right, here's a broader point. Let's bring this all home. So the um, Oakland City Council did not pass the resolution condemning Hamas. Not in general terms, you know, like just that day, let's do it. This is in the wake of what we saw on October 7th, which is much different than even what we've seen before. Not that they wouldn't do it every day of the week, but we actually saw it in action. All right. The bigger point is these people hate the country they're in. Now, if they're here on visa or whatever, I'd have to take a look at them and see what else I can find to grounds to deport them. They shouldn't be here. They loathe this country. They loathe us. We're not worthy of being protected. It's bigger than just Israel. That's what it's about. We should deport based on soy consumption. Yeah, and uh, the idea that somehow or another uh, Israel fabricated all this is chilling to hear speaker after speaker engage in this. The ignorance, well, it's foundational. Their narrative can't allow this to be the case. Yeah, I'm looking now at the guy with the wife beating. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. Now, yesterday we had quite an array of people on Twitter calling in, et cetera, about inflation, about the high cost of inflation. CBS Today says the typical American household, CBS now, must spend an additional eleven thousand four hundred and thirty-four dollars annually to just maintain the standard of living they enjoyed in January twenty twenty-one, right before inflation soared to forty-year highs. Colorado, which isn't a swing state, but who knows now, over $14,000 a year. So here's what's being said. In order to maintain whatever your lifestyle was, you know, and each family has a different lifestyle, things they do, vacation, maybe they go to a concert occasionally, maybe they go out to dinner. What they're telling us on the other side, what they're reduced to is saying, Well, maybe you can't have that standard of living anymore. See, I'm not even talking about the basics. I'm defending your right to a good American standard of living, not what Joe Biden tells us. And Biden is in Colorado today. I think he's there because he knows his figure. He's going to defend Bidenomics. How are you defending the average family? So they're not making $14,000 a year more. So what are they doing? They're putting stuff on credit, which is never a good thing, and or they're cutting back. I resent both. What has happened? What war are we in? What cataclysm has happened here where Americans have to sacrifice? There's only one reason they're sacrificing. This guy wanted to be seen in the history books as a great president, so he went wild spending. When you do that, you get the results we're seeing. That's exactly it. Well, you edge towards socialism. It's... Well, yeah, and the well, 
whatever we call it, the spending, the government spending yeah. in pure economic terms is going to push us down that path. So, Dom, yesterday you asked on Twitter, what's an example of inflation yeah. that you come across in daily life? Some fantastic answers. Linda just wrote in. Uh, here's a specific example prior to Biden. A 40-ounce can of Bruce's yams <laughs> yes. would be on yeah. sale for 99 cents around the holidays. Now it's on sale, quote, for two seventy nine. I love it when people have a specific product or little thing they like. You know, you know, these are not just, oh, look at the cost of eggs. No, Americans have a right to aspire to a lifestyle that's pleasant, things they like to do, provide for their family, not just get by. This one uh, really is going to make South Philadelphia cringe. Rotel Tomatoes. Yes, I saw that. I was ready to block that. Come on now. <laughs> 98 cents a can about nine months ago, 124 a can about six, and then now 136 a can all within about nine months. Yeah, people are tracking every one of these things. Who could vote for that? Well, ideologically, if you hate Trump, you're bent on being a progressive or a Democrat, you could. But it's the persuadables. They're the people we're looking at. All right. It is today. Uh, today's Dan's birthday. So he got the choice of his all time favorite. And I remember it as if it were yesterday, even though it's a couple years ago. You came back. Epstein had committed suicide slash who knows. And you said you had a conversation with friends. I'm not sure if it was a bar, Reddit, combination of that. And some woman there brought up who is the most evil, that was a term used, American, ever. Isn't that how it went? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, we were sitting at the bar. Justin and Jess were their names. Yeah. Uh, Jess is uh, Justin's wife. Uh, and we were having a conversation about Jeffrey Epstein. And she, she asked, do you think Jeffrey Epstein's going to go down as the most evil American of all time? And my answer today and my first response is, it's not a source of pride, but it is my alumni. Uh, Indiana University produced a horrible guy by the name of Jim Jones. Ah, and what happened down there in Jonestown, man, is uh, incomprehensible how gross and disgusting the Kool-Aid and all that was. And I got to put Jim Jones on the Mount Rushmore of most evil Americans, top four, I would say. Uh, but right. I think there are other great answers. I think there's one local answer that won last time. That's a fantastic answer. I think you should take off the board. I think you know where I'm going with that. Uh, Kermit. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gosnell. We're yeah, never going to take Dr. a Gosnell. Gosnell. Yeah, because yep. it won. Yeah. But it, and it doesn't have to be. I'm going to give you mine I'm taking off the board to kind of make it a little bit. It doesn't have to be just brutality of mass murder. Yeah. Bernie Madoff. Uh-huh. Uh, the number of people whose lives were upended, committed suicide, uh, killed somebody else, you know, all kinds of things with Madoff. It's incredible the damage that he did just with a Ponzi. I mean, tr maybe a trillion dollars. Who knows? It, it was that big. Yeah. What he was able to come up with. So it could be somebody like that. Now, now don't call in and say Hillary Clinton. You know, come on. It's we differ, but she's not in the Well, that's language. the thing is I want to make it really clear. Like, yeah, I, yeah we, we can throw out Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, there is a political answer I think I would accept that's uh, involved with local politics, Krasner specifically. Yeah. Uh, that I think might be very evil, uh, but I won't, I'll leave it out there for now. Well, there's one, there's a tree that he, uh, Krasner's part of that would be a heck of an answer. Yeah. I don't know if we should take, no, let's yeah. not take all of them off. Yeah. Let's, all right, it's 855-839-1210. I remember that. Did you write it down on a napkin at the bar and say, this is show prep? Bang. No, right? it was. It came in a napkin. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. I, I had a couple of drinks. I was uh, imbibing. All right. All, all, right. Yes. all right. Good. That is uh, great work. We want to celebrate that. Today's Dan's birthday. So you may want to call in and wish well when you give us the side question. 855-839-1210. That's how you do it. Are these people in Oakland? 
my contention, they are representative, not in the majority necessarily of Democrats, but they are representative of significant numbers of people. And it's not just about hating Jews and hating Israel. They loathe this country. Omar, Tlaib, Omar particularly, and they're refugees. We've given Omar everything. They hate traditional America. They would dismantle it. And that's what these people do. And that's what these people in Oakland are about. I guess the only silver lining is anybody with that attitude, I think, is always going to be a loser and not succeed. So they're hurting themselves. All right. Phone lines. 855-839-1210. Most evil American. You know, you don't have to take it to extraordinary. We left some on the board there. Think about people that are really, really damaging. Madoff would be uh, a good example uh, Benedict Arnold would be an example. Yeah, I yeah, think that's fair. Yeah, He's yeah. Traitor to the whole nation. Yeah. Exactly. That could have caused the loss of the Revolutionary War if he had a chance. Yeah. So uh, that's big stuff. He doesn't have to necessarily murder people. Think beyond murder. Murder's good, too, though, as far as evil. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Tom Giordano Show. Welcome in, everyone. Uh, happy birthday to Dan today. Gives us the side question. I'm coming to you on that in a minute. Yesterday, uh, we did, I guess, an exclusive interview. I haven't seen it anywhere else, and it'll be on our um, education show, which I'm betting, uh, tongue-in-cheek, that uh, it'll be on this Saturday with Dana Hunter. Dana Hunter, former president of the Central Bucks School Board. Go out. And, uh, yes, what happened there? <laughs> Listen to what she told us about a school board race. And it has two themes in here that I think are still operational for Republicans, mail-in ballots and abortion. But on the abortion thing, read something this morning that gives me hope. If Republicans do a decent job on abortion, it is not going to be the deciding factor in 2024 in the presidential election. I'll explain a little bit later. You know, I'm still wary of this issue. It hurts. But it wouldn't be critical 
That's what the argument is, and uh, you'll see why. Listen to what Dana Hunter said, though, about a big school board race. But I think there were only like 3,000 votes, 4,000 votes, something like that. But she nailed it of where the problems are. Here's Dana Hunter. I think that we got killed with mail-ins, and I think until Republicans start to embrace it, because I don't think it's going to change anytime soon, we're going to have a tough time winning elections. Um, a colleague uh, or a guest we have on a lot, Beth Ann Rossica, who's very much in the corner of media bias towards uh, any kind of uh, school district issues, said, too, that abortion played a role in this because for an off-year election like this in Central Bucks or in Bucks County, as you mentioned, the turnout was outstanding, and I think that's an issue that helped to provoke some of this. And then I guess while people were there, maybe they'd be more likely to vote in the school board race. Yeah, again, I, I do. I did hear from numerous people that abortion did play a role in um, our elections, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, because nobody, at least in Bucks County or on the ticket that I was on, nobody has a hand in anything related to abortion. Um, so how it could play a role in local elections like that is is a little astounding. Yeah, two big points from that interview will be this Saturday. I was glad that she had confidence in us. It's uh, really tough. I think they did a tremendous job there. And the media bias, the media incompetency with that school board is second to none. They're not banning books. I I mention it all the time. Lawn boy, give me a break. Now, yesterday here in Philadelphia, and we'll flesh this out as the show goes on, uh, a bunch of... uh, Progressive Democrats, is there any other kind, got together. They're hell-bent now to pass four or five bills statewide. They don't like it that local school boards have the power. Now, they're always telling us, you know, they want to have power in these places like Philadelphia. Don't tell Philadelphia what to do at the state level. Now, how many times have we seen that? Driving equity, right? They're all on board with that. But they don't want the local school board to say, Yo, buddy, get out of the girls' bathroom. Yo, you're not going to be uh, hitting a uh, uh, with a hockey stick that ball and break someone's face. It's a female. Get out of here. You're not playing there. You're a, you're a male. Yeah, but I identified today with that. No, you're not. You're not doing that here. And um, several of them are gay. I mean, they're uh, you know out the proud of it. The whole thing. You know, I'm not revealing anything. And one says the sponsor of the bill that his child is trans. And immediately they conflate the idea of, hey, we don't want people in bathrooms that don't match up with their sex. We don't want males in female sports. It doesn't usually go the other way. That this is all just hate that has to be countered here against trans students. And the media just runs with it. Come on and let's debate the specifics of this. Dan's working on one of them. We might have a chance. And it'll be reasonable. But really? You think people in Pennsylvania think it's hateful to say that a biological male can't play against females? Do you think people in Pennsylvania think it's hateful that a biological male can't be in a female locker room or bathroom? Give us a break. And let's read some of those books out loud, the sponsors. of. Let's read it with the media. Let's read Lawn Boy and the other one, whatever it is. The Lawn Boy, just so I, just the title gets me. 
Just read page after page out loud. Well, we don't want to do that. People wouldn't want to hear that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but we want 10-year-olds to be reading it. Gonna be censored the entire yeah, time. We, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So, uh, like, like, we can't read back the yeah. our, even right. our our station. We can't read right. Back exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, such an obvious thing. I felt bad for Dana Hunter, who I think will surface again, and I think did a great job along with the superintendent, etc. People in Bucks County, though, made their mind up that the Bucks County Courier Times Inquirer and WHYY and their slander, their narratives. That that's what they were doing. They're just a bunch of knuckle-dragging uh, book banners. Throw Moms for Liberty in there while you're at it. You know? I mean, it's just obnoxious. But she's right. And I don't know exactly what to do. Dan, invite him on again. Maybe that's it. Uh, the head guy at the state, uh, Larry. Let's see if he'll come on. The head, the head of the state. I, I want to go back and forth. I'm not convinced what they're doing on mail-in balloting is big enough and effective enough. Now, Saturday, we got a busy day. got a lot of stuff going on, but I think it's worth it. I'm going to go over, if I can find 1810 Venango, uh, somewhere in the wilds of Kensington, <laughs> to witness what Scott Presler does. Now, well, why is a guy like Scott Presler, who really seems to stir things up, energize, mail-in balloting, same day uh, absentee balloting, the whole thing. He knows what to do, and he's coming there to knock on doors that have not been knocked on in 60 years on the Republican side. And I saw a piece yesterday at uh, one of the local uh, web. It wasn't Philly Mag. I think it was Billy Penn. The death of the Republican Party in Philadelphia has been overstated. No, it's not. They're done. They are abysmal. Any one of them can come on here and we'll debate it. They suck. How much blunder can we be? So why are they saying that? Because they want this type of Republican Party to continue. And you're thinking, hey, damn, I'm 50 miles away. Why do I care about Philadelphia? How many times do we have to explain it? You will when it comes to 2024. If Trump got 25% of the vote, like David O. did, even 20%, he's going to win Pennsylvania. He wins Pennsylvania. He's going to win the presidency. So however you keep the margins down in Philadelphia, you know, we could have every rural voter out there in the Howells across Pennsylvania. If Philadelphia goes wild and they come out of this with like uh, 500,000, what's the highest ever, 350, 400,000 margin? That's a heck of a lot to make up. There's not enough folks out there to do it. I want to be careful here because I don't yeah. want to be misconstrued that I do not support what's going on Saturday because I think it's a freaking awesome thing that they're doing. Right. I'm just curious. Do you think door knocking is going to work in today's day and age? Especially sure. in Kansas? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah because absolutely. I'm just concerned you're going to knock on these doors and people because of, uh, yeah. you know, people barging in with guns and trying to burglarize. Uh, I, I'm hesitant to open the door for strangers. Well, um, I'll see how it goes. But no, I think it does. Uh, door knocking, talking to people, hearing what they're saying. You get a lot of, oh, I didn't know that. Or, my God, you're here from the Republican Party. Like, what the heck is that? Yeah. You at least make Democrats work harder on this. They can't, you know, count these votes necessarily. So it's a presence. That's kind of. It's a presence. And it's it's a numbers game. I, you know, I'm the ultimate incrementalist. I'm just trying to gain an inch every time in a football game or what. Just, just let me. Let me get an inch here. Come on, ref. Just just give me an inch here. That's what it is. Honestly, the most impactful thing that Oz did 
in his campaign, and it only lasted like a week. But remember, he went around with like the pickup truck and went to Kensington. Went to Kensington and hugged people there. Hugged people, yeah, yeah. tried to get them into yeah. treatment if they needed it. No, that was very, very. But, but uh, that really funny. left the impact, and people uh, are like, did. "Look at the Republicans trying to actually make yeah, change." Yeah, where and... is uh, where's Fetterman? Yeah, uh, let's go to Pete in Monco and talk Radio Twelve Ten. Hey, Pete, afternoon. What's going on, boys? Tell me, Pete. Go ahead. Hey, um, uh, time and time again, you guys. Uh, I know it's a it's a worthy cause, but are you aware? Maybe you are. Maybe it's investigated, but. The Democrat Party uh, deluged the county of Bucks and the county of Montgomery with a QR code mailing. It came out. Everybody got multiple. All you had to do is take your take your cell phone. Everybody has one. Mm-hmm. Snap the QR code. It's got the whole bidding, the whole the whole Democratic Party people on it. It's got what to do, how to get a mail-in vote. Yeah, you talk about knock, knocking on doors. They got it figured out. Well, wait, wait, wait a minute. It's, QR code. Wait, wait a minute. It's not only about that. I mean, Scott Presler is not in charge of the Republican Party here. It's generating excitement, interest. He's the master of the mail-in ballot, too, Pete. And I'm in agreement with you. What Democrats did that should shock people on election night, the last election, when they knew it was a Democrat voter, when they came out, they were there with their iPad and they signed them up for a mail-in ballot right there on the spot, took them through it, bang, right there on the spot. I'm in agreement with you. I'm not just saying we're going to knock on uh, door and, uh, doors like we're back in the covered wagon days, but this is an well, approach my- that rallies people in addition to these other things. Yeah, well, I, I, can't, I can't agree with you more, but my point is in this day and age, when you, you got your cell phone in your lap 24-7 and you get something mm-hmm. and you snap that thing right. and you're like, this made, this made it too easy. All I got to do is snap this. It's come. My mail-in ballot's coming in the mail. Yep. I don't even have to leave my easy chair. Uh, and I voted. It's, yeah, it's I, I agree with you. Thank you, Pete. Look, the last thing, I'm, not, I'm saying all hands on deck, nuclear missiles and hand-to-hand combat. I mean, don't think I'm leaving anything out here. But the point is, this is a rallying thing. This is an icebreaker. This is saying we're going to be in every neighborhood. That's exactly what you have to do. All right, coming up, are people really making a decision on colleges? We're going to talk with a college advisor big time making news, saying if a college is anti-Semitic, she may be coaching and telling people if you're Jewish or even if you're Against all that, you may not want to go there. That's next. We saw uh, this interview, at least I did, on Fox, uh, I guess it was a week or so ago. I thought it was really interesting stuff. Given all the anti-Semitic hate and harassment and things of that nature at, quote, elite colleges, even my alma mater, at least in my view, LaSalle, when people are looking to go to a college, think of all the things that might come up about their level of enjoying that and getting the most out of it if they're there. Joining us to break this down is uh, Jennifer Brozos. Uh, Jennifer is the co-founder of Private Education Advisory Service. I think she's the one I saw on Fox. Master's in Education at Columbia from Philadelphia. Always good to hear. Yeah, Philly girl. But living in Manhattan. Oh, come on. <laughs> Philadelphia is so much cheaper. Uh, Jennifer, welcome back to Philadelphia. Why are you still in Manhattan? Come on. 
Oh my gosh, I'm I'm still a Philadelphia girl at heart, always. Where always. Where I did you uh, grow up in Philadelphia? I uh, grew up on the main line in okay. Wynwood. My right. my dad is still there, still in the house that I grew up in. All right, we'll count that. So, uh, what team are you a fan of? Giants, Jets, I, or Eagles? I, I, no, I was just going to say, I, first of all, I would never, ever admit to Eagles fans that I was anything but an Eagles fan <laughs> if, I, if I wanted to stay safe. So, yeah. I grew up going to every Eagles game with my dad. Right. Season tickets my entire life. So. All right. Anything you say today is going to be correct then. So, uh, Jennifer, <laughs> when you're looking at colleges – before yes. we get to this one about the obvious anti-Semitism and look the other way and discomfort, maybe even physical threat that uh, kids mm-hmm. that you're talking to, what were some of the other factors uh, that might rule out a college before that? Well, what else were you counseling people on? Oh, what might rule out or, yes. or rule yeah. let's in? Start what? Let's start with the rule out. Rule out different values, different ideals. Um, okay. If if kids want a certain size of a college, right. if they want sports, if that's important to them, um, they want to be closer to home, further away from home. I mean, there there's so many factors. What what their major is going to be. So if they don't, certain colleges don't offer certain majors. We would counsel them, of course, not to apply to those colleges. Okay. But if if you're, if you're talking about ruling in college, you know, you're really looking at. Uh, schools that match your ideals, your values, uh, who you are, that you feel good and can be successful. And for in all educational institutions, that's what you want. You want a place that's the right fit, that you can feel successful, respected. Yeah. Well, um, so are the students, when you started to talk about this, are they Jewish exclusively or are they people appalled no. by, okay, they're not. All over. All, yeah. I mean, I I have plenty of Jewish um, right. students that I that I do speak with, but it's it's not just the Jewish students. And you know, it's it's such a problem. It's such a problem of um, looking at hate speech, hate actions of any kind on college campus. But you know, the rise of anti-Semitism. These these Jewish students are feeling. They're not just feeling angry. They're feeling scared. They're feeling physically unsafe. I was uh, speaking to a dad who's daughter is already at uh, Columbia and she, she, she feels physically unsafe and is going to come home to, to stay at school. It's ridiculous. Uh, it is. Now, it seems to me uh, the majority of Ivy League schools, or if not the majority, it's pretty close. If I were counseling, but you're the expert, I would say, yeah, they're, they're over the line here. It's pretty obvious. Harvard, Columbia, um, uh, uh, well, Penn, we see how much money yeah. they've lost. <laughs> yeah, it's not, and it's not, honestly, it's not just Ivy League schools. You know, the, the problem is that schools, uh, education's job is not to come to the table with a bias, with an agenda. Uh, these, all of these schools are allowing, um, because it comes from the top down, comes from professors, mm-hmm. from teachers, and they're allowing these uh, protests, which are not just protests, they're hate filled with hate speech, hate actions. I mean, swastikas are allowed to be all over campus. You know, they have to come out very, and and their response has been very tepid so far. Many, some schools have really mm-hmm. done the right thing. Most schools are 
uh, schools that uh, my clients are still looking at. But, you know, I have a lot of kids who are taking gap years. They're, they're not even going to go to school next year. They want to wait and see. They want to wait and see what happens. Um, let, let me ask overall now. I, I'm the first in my family to graduate from college. But due to the unbelievable cost, now, now if you have, I'm sure, people using your services, you have some people who have enough money and maybe it's not so big of a dent to be put in it. Right. When you, when you yeah. take a, a look at the sticker shock of some of these colleges, in your view, how much of an edge does it give you, say, if you're a Harvard, Yale, Princeton graduate, or is it mainly only if you're going to go into certain fields? I mean, I would I would not look at that if I were an employer, really, and think very much of that. Wait, think very much. I'm uh, so that, sorry. that you're an Ivy League graduate. I, I'm not. I'm not okay. uh, necessarily on. You know, I'm not saying, "Wow, okay, you got the stamp here with this." I, I'm. I'm distrustful of that. Yeah. So that's that's um, something I speak about a lot. It's these. Um, uh, the, putting an elite sticker on if you graduated from certain schools, I think the most important thing for any student is not to be looking at that. It's to be looking at you know, what is the right fit, where they're going to be successful, where they feel good. So I agree with you in that in that instance. Um, unfortunately, there are some professions that really do hire from, you know, different schools, and they do look at, at where you went to school, uh, uh, also if you're applying to law school particularly, but or business school. But I have to say that's that's going to – that's changing. Good. And, and good. This, is, this, is, this is something that's helping it change because – uh, we are completely seeing a kibosh put on all of these Ivy League schools. Well, I think that's, a, that's a good thing. Now, let, let me give you the argument on the other side, and you have a really good handle on this. There is a theory that they are too big to fail. Yeah, let's take Penn, because that's the one on my bailiwick here, and, and you probably know it pretty well, being from the area. Yeah. The, the attitude is, though, they're dented a bit. But, you know, what are you going to do? About, I mean, they really have lost a lot of money here, and I don't see much of a change in their stance at Penn or any of these places. Are they too big to fail, really? Yeah, are they too big to fail? I, I mean, I think they're going to definitely be hurt. Are they too big to completely fail? I don't know. I guess right. time's going to tell. I, I have so many students who are absolutely not going to Penn. I have... Um, I'm going to be on a show next week talking with a, a Penn family whose two children, uh, the older two, went to Penn, and the third one will not go, and they're huge donors. Um, I, I don't know if they're too big to fail. I don't know if if the money is going to come from somewhere else, if the students are going to come from somewhere else. Do I think they're being hurt right now? Absolutely, 100%. And do I think that uh, leaders are going to change? Yes. Do I think things are going to change? Yes, even if it's just, you know, to for show. But I think it has to. I think it has to change. I think some some schools actually have come out with stronger statements. It's too little too late, but they have. They unfortunately showed their true colors and that is that is what is sticking with a lot of people. Hey, one but part, you know, time heals everything. Yeah. yeah one, <laughs> well, I, well that gives me hope. I, I mean I was asking it rhetorically. I think it has Dan at Penn too. I guess one parting yeah. uh, question for you. Uh, what's your best piece of advice? I wanted to know, do you get into counseling, trying to uh, maybe dissuade a little bit, deflect? 
are kids still going into art history and stuff where they're not directly going to be able to get a job, particularly given inflation and everything else? Yeah. They are. They are. No, they, they are. I mean, kids are, you know, an undergrad degree. Uh, kids are, they, yes, they 100% are. Um, but my best piece of advice, and I, and I think you're going to agree with me, given what you just said before, is stop looking at the colleges that you think you should go to because of a name. Yes. Start finding those places that really speak to you, that look at, look at what they offer, because I, I, this is a little anecdote from a long time ago, and I, if you asked me to find it, I'd have to really look for it right now. But Tom Hanks wrote a piece um, in for, like, I think it was the New York Times editorial about his community college experience and how that completely changed his life, meeting a professor there and someone who believed in him. And I just think I, I, we put too much value, too much value on on what we think we're supposed to be doing as opposed to what really, really is going to work for us. And you know what? I think, unfortunately, this horrible, horrendous, um, unfortunate crisis uh, has people looking a little bit in that direction, which, you know, a a tiny glimmer of uh, hope out of this. Well, that is uh, that is great advice and having the ability to kind of steer them toward that. I couldn't agree with it more. They're going to be happier and more successful. Where do we find you, Jennifer? What's your website? Uh, uh, my website is nypeas.com. Nypeas.com. You'll learn all about us. Uh, we work with kids from all over. We have great services. We also do um, sports counseling for uh, D2, D3. So, yeah, check us out and, you know, contact us with any questions. Well, I'm glad you counsel those athletes. You know, it's their one shot at college glory, a D2 and a D3, oh, not the D1. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, no, no, I agree with you. I mean, during COVID, those poor athletes were really hurt. So, yeah. Well, Jennifer, yeah. uh, are you on Fox again anytime in the near future? You said you're going to be on um, the show. I am on a, a CBN tomorrow, and I'm on Inside Edition next week. So ah, okay. keep, keep an eye out. We will yeah. keep an eye out. Go birds. And uh, thank you, Jennifer. Thanks for coming home today. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. All right. Uh, interesting stuff there that they're actually deciding based upon that. Are the Ivy League schools uh, too big to fail? I think they're being dented here pretty significantly. You know, I just saw yesterday that the the heir to the Bud Light or to the Bud fortune dan i guess he's their chief ceo now but he is an heir just sold his or is selling his malibu estate for 4.5 million get a little tight there huh why is that's right that's only his eighth home he's only down to six now or something you know so if you have 4.5 million maybe you can get him down to four i wonder what he says about dylan mulvaney and the persons that put him on is mark cuban running for president he's selling off he's gonna drop off shark tank 16, I don't know how many years he was on, 14 out of six, something like that. He's selling the majority share in the Dallas Mavericks. And is he really going to do it? This Oh, I pray that he is. Can you imagine asking him some geopolitical question or what about inflation, Mark? What's that all about? Have you noticed that? All right. Side question today with Dom. Hit us with that evil person or at least significantly bad. American is what we're looking for. 
Uh, let's go to Matt. I think this is a very good one. Matt, uh, welcome to Talk Radio 1210. Matt, hi. Good afternoon, Don. Love your show. Thank you, Matt. Um, allow me to just frame this quickly. After World War II, we're in a life-and-death struggle with the Soviet Union, and we have the Rosenbergs giving the Soviets nuclear secrets. Yes. Uh, now, you know, of course, given the age and all, you have people saying, oh, they were just wrong. It was bias and all. No, they did it. And they gave uh, the Soviets an opportunity to catch up much more quickly than they would have. Yeah, it's not just uh, traitorous behavior when it's uh, nuclear arms. That is pretty evil. Good one. Thank you very much, uh, Thank- Matt. Thanks. Yeah, the, the Rosenbergs. Uh, what was it? Well, I think it was 56. They got the death penalty. Today, God knows what would have happened. Maybe a parade in Oakland. They were wronged. Hey, where's the American sit in your top five? Is it falling out? The Americans? Yeah. Top it's, five as? Top five in TV shows. It was number one for a while when it was on. Oh, I still love it. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I mean, just, I, like, just, just order Breaking Bad, uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, what's the other one that you really liked recently uh, on Netflix? Uh uh, you know the one I'm talking about with, uh, oh, I'll get it here in a second. Ozark. Ozark. Yeah. yeah so out of those four, where does the Americans now sit? Mm, it's still probably fourth. I mean, it's great, but those others are just impossible. I don't know. They're, they're so, Breaking Bad is so it. When the guy yeah. said, you do something wrong, looks like you move forward a little bit. Best example, they robbed the train miraculously of methamphetamine. It was an unbelievable operation. Such a good And they scene. end up having to kill a 10- or 11-year-old kid. So there was a while there that you said Better Call Saul might surpass Breaking Bad, though. You don't, you don't think yeah, that's... Yeah, uh... I, kind of, I love uh, Better Call Saul. It captured just the development of a guy who was a good guy toward negatives. But Breaking Bad. Sorry to take you on such a left turn there. That's okay. uh, The Americans is very similar to the Rosenberg story, like a supercell agent of Soviets living in the country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't have Russell, the woman. Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell is just unbelievable. Diplomat, I highly recommend. It should be coming back soon. They only did uh, seven episodes. All right, so that's the uh, side question today. Grover Norquist is coming up, the no-tax guy, because if you can imagine... He's a top advisor to this Argentinian guy who is in America. I want to see if I can get him on the show. He's the guy that's taken over Argentina, and the guy's got a big battle going on with Pope Francis. He is an uber-capitalist, and apparently Grover Norquist is going to go there for his inauguration, etc. You know about the guy in Holland, Geert Wilders. Uh, We're seeing this around the world. And I have a a story today of young voters, Joe Biden and Trump, and how well Trump is doing. So Biden sends out an email, I think it was to 800,000 people under the age of 30 or so, reminding them all that money he got in student loan debt knocked off for them. So uh, are they going to abandon Biden? If he does not, give me the numbers of what he got the last time against Trump. If he doesn't match those, this is not going to be hard for a Trump win. Anything can happen. They can go third party, which is okay, as long as they don't vote for Biden. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.